Howdy and welcome to this episode of Beers with Engineers, a podcast by Engineering Dads, where if it looks stupid but it works, then it's not stupid. In this episode, we are asking the question, with unlimited time, money and resources, what at-home projects would you design and build? The lads pitch their proposals in the hopes that one day in the future, the ideas will go from talk to reality. To see more Engineering Dads content like this, head to our YouTube, Facebook, Instagram and TikTok on our link above to see our other projects. Let's crack on. Awesome, and welcome back to another ep of Beers with Engineers. Let's crack them open. What a beautiful sound to hear. Boom. All right. Um, let's kick it off. Sean, what do you got for us? Well, this is an idea that I've had for a while. As we've had previously talked on the podcast a fair bit, um, a lot of the boys here went to on a trip to Japan which was one of the best experiences of my life. I'm pretty sure it's probably in the top five, at least, for you fellas. Agreed. Um, it was a really good bonding mm-hmm. session, yeah? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty good. But the thing I think that uh, we bonded over the most, which is probably the weirdest one, was in Japan, onsens, right? Onsen, which is the Japanese uh, saunas where they have actual minerals, mineral like hot mineral water coming into each onsen. It has to have that. Um, and you have to strip out naked. And ever since that, that time, the boys and I have just been closer than ever. <laughs> oh. <laughs> can I, and can I say, well done, Mr. Sean. Oh, oh thank you, Mr. Seymour. <laughs> you and, and the family. Do not, do not say anything. Do not okay, say let's that. not say anything. The point being is, we're in Japan in winter, freezing cold, and on a whim, because we're in Japan, we went to an onsen. Following that one trip, we went two more times. One to the same onsen, another one in the ski fields. And in that winter cold, it was amazing. Like, I felt like melted ice cream coming out of that place. And ever since, we've always been talking about the onsen, right? We've always wanted to go back to the onsen. Mm. <laughs> yeah, always always a good time there. I dream of the onsen. Yeah. But the, the problem I think uh, we have and the, the common man has, right, is onsens have to be in Japan, right? They have to have a certain mineral water in them. But if if I had my own place, I would love, love to build my own onsen and have it part of my house. Imagine like that, just being like, wake up in the morning, a bit of a cold day, onsen, you know, like straight out of the bat. Like how good that'd be. Go for a surf, onsen, had a bad day at work. Onsen. Nothing makes you happier than being naked with your friends. Working from home. Sit in the onsen while you work. <laughs> That's not really that good for laptops. I'm not too sure how electrical equipment goes in onsen. Hey, look, look. If you're having a, a big morning meeting, you know, just get in the onsen. It's like, guys, don't worry. The camera's off for a reason. Trust me. <laughs> this is for your safety, not mine. But but this brings up an interesting conversation point, right? I like the idea of having an onsen in my house. If I had unlimited money and a house, what would I build? And my direct answer is nonsense. So I throw it back to you, fellas. What would you build in your house if you had unlimited funds and as much time in the world? I would build a wave pool and an indoor skydiving chamber. All right. So, James, just on that first point, the the wave pool, is this your standard kind of kitty wave pool or are we talking about like a specifically designed wave pool? I want to build like a surf, surfable wave pool. Because wave pools have come really, really long, really, really far in the past 20 to 30 years, you know? 
all waves are is is just created by energy generated by a point in the ocean's surface. And what that causes is chaos between water molecules bouncing off each other. And eventually you have the wave breaking on shore. So to scale this commercially, all we need is like a water reservoir and a source of energy to create Mm. certain motion at a certain frequency. So there's so many ways to do it. And the technology has come so far, just to name a few, is very possible. Absolutely agree. And I, I've, we've seen like there's a big wave pool in um, Melbourne, right? The Victoria, where they have it. Yeah, and it's incredibly fucking impressive how this wave pool works. It's like state-of-the-art first kind of technology that no wave pool has ever used. It uses like the, um, the Wave Garden Cove technology, which is like electromagnetic gears that has like a paddle in like a splitting wall. And what this thing has is like a, a hydraulic piston in it. And this piston builds up heaps of heaps of pressure and throws these paddles at the end of the wall and generates these huge waves. Mm. And it's extremely energy efficient. I think for one set, it uses 11 kilowatt hours for one All set. Right. Okay. So, I think I, I was confused. and I think a lot of people are. Like, when, you, when you mean wave pool, you're not referring to the wet and wild wave pool. You're referring yeah, to an actual waves at the beach, like actual surfing waves. It's all the, it's all the same design. Like you're right, yeah. But it's all the same design. Those wave pools. The reason they you can't surf them because contours aren't built into the actual design. So what contours are is replicating the sandbank. The waves need some sort of a surface to crash on. And the other part is is they don't actually use a powerful displacement, which means there's not enough energy to create that rolling effect. So those are two considerations. But they use the exact same principle. Oh, okay. I like this idea. I'm pretty sure the one in Melbourne just uses more or less like a a big central lake um, where it's deepest in the center and then becomes shallower as you get closer to the shore. And it's just a big weight that drops down. And depending on how high that ground is, like underneath the wave, depends on the wave height. Um, And then they can drop it at a higher weight or height, providing more energy. And I think you're right. It is quite energy uh, efficient in terms of providing the wave however um a lot of the energy of the wave is just naturally dissipated as the wave crashes so uh in terms of actual like the power that you catch behind the wave it's probably like one (laughs) percent it's probably pretty low yeah or a big wave is like one kilowatt hour and anything smaller than that's like half a kilowatt hour just having a a lot of power yeah it's still it's pretty it's pretty freaking damn good eh like Mm. and to compare it so like the traditional way of using wave pools was they had like a blower and they fanned air into some sort of a manifold. Still use a hydraulic piston, but it was like based off the pressure of the air. Mm. So what this um, hydraulic piston did is it actuated the valve, like a but- little butterfly valve. So it would open and close the valve at little increments and let heaps pressurized air come in. So it did the uh, effectively the exact same thing, but it was heaps energy intensive. So instead of so I said eleven kilowatt hours for one set, this used more like ninety three to ninety four kilowatt hours in a set. Jeez, no wonder they only ran that thing every fifteen minutes at the local wave pool. <laughs> I'm just trying to figure out how big you'd want to build it. Like, it's like a kind of a back of the envelope calc. How big are you thinking of building this thing? If I had like heaps of money, well, the one at I think America is about seven hundred <laughs> liters. I think. So I'm just sorry. I'm just sharing my screen now. So this is Urban Surf in Melbourne before it was built. So everyone yeah. who's not looking right now is I've got like this surf park with no water in it. And do you guys see these little things here? 
these are like the contours that they have. So this is where it oh, dips right. and it dips here. And over here you have the banks. Right. And okay. at the at the flat end is when it goes back to deep again. So yeah. it gives a wave the rolling effect. So just like um and then the paddles come in the middle here. Yeah, but, so I, they wouldn't see this, but yeah, I, I see what you're saying in terms of like the paddle mechanism. 700 liters though is not much. 700 liters won't fit fit like a meter cubed. Yeah, so, so that that was the one they used to prototype it, and then yeah. I think they scaled it up to seven thousand liters, or something like that. Or that's still, that's still not pretty. That much. That's still that's still pretty small. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, I I don't know the actual size. I'd I'd probably just to like think of it. You think of a football field, right? Mm. I'd probably build it just the size of like a football field, or like oh the length of a football field and a little bit wider. James, you're starting off ambitious. What was the other idea that you had there as well? Indoor skydiving chamber. So this one's oh, a little bit. Dude. This one's a little bit more simple. So this this is actually a byproduct. This wasn't meant to be discovered in a way that it did. What engineers were testing was aerodynamics and terminal velocity, which is just the velocity at which you're no longer accelerating in a free fall. Um, and they call it like vertical wind turbines. So it's actually really simple how they figured it out. So what they have is two high powered fans in a roof. And they have veins and kinks in the walls. So, the idea is to generate turbulence in the airspace and circulate it to the bottom of the room. So, think of a convection. So, the high pressure exits from the bottom discharge point. And because they're having air in constant circulation, it keeps you afloat. So, a question I originally asked when looking into this was, why not just have a big fuck-off fan at the bottom of the room that's powerful enough to get that terminal velocity of yourself close to zero? And looking into it further, the answer is because air's moving in that convection pattern, which means it's circular. So, you'd have a section in the room where you're just tumbling and turning and spinning like a roly-poly. Yes, because after a while, that fan would just be like a compressor. If yeah. it's a sealed container, you need a, like an excess point. So, I, I see what you're saying. If you have one fan at the bottom and open air uh, at the top, where it just blows out, where it hasn't got that convection, where it's just the one flow, you need a lot more power to it. Whereas if you can make it circular like a turbo where it re goes back into itself, you yeah. could get the same effect without losing that pressure to the open atmosphere. Yeah. Well, the amazing thing engineers did to overcome this problem is they added this area underneath the discharge point of reduced pressure. So it was just this massive reducer. So basically what the air does is once it reaches there, it settles, it evens out and then straightens up. So it becomes more or less laminar. And then it's actually recompressed right at the discharge point. So it increases air velocity right there and then instantaneously. So one challenge I um, like faced with this is making the walls smooth enough because what they found is when they were doing it, the experimentation, the rough walls were causing the air to become returbulated and pretty much have that spin effect in. So I find that amazing, just like how they were able to figure out, no, we need to reduce pressure section, smooth the air out and then recontract it. So, and that's why we use a lot of pressure reducers now in compressed air systems. Have you gentlemen ever been inside an indoor skydiving before? No. No. I have. It is a lot of fun. And yeah, I would rate it. The problem, the best part is too, the way they pitched it, if you pay for a skydiving event, that skydive, like the actual free fall component of it is about 90 seconds. So it's very, very short. Whereas for the same price, you could have um, five to six minutes inside an indoor skydiving. So you, you actually get that free fall effect for a lot longer. I will admit that was fucking terrifying because you jump in and you, you've got your little suit on. It's a special design suit that catches air better. 
and it gets like stuck into your armpits, into your elbows, into your knees and whatnot, and inflates and lifts you up. But then you're looking straight down at a big turbine spinning. It's like looking into a like a plane engine while while it's like taking off in front of you. It is fucking terrifying, but a lot of fun. I did a flip and then like smacked my head against the wall. <laughs> Um, probably the reason why that the, the air is not that turbulent, uh, a bit more turbulent, is because I like scratched it. It's no longer smooth. <laughs> Smacked it with my helmet, but a lot of fun. I would like to have that in my house. Hmm. You know what I'd add to this though? Mm-hmm. I, so when I thought about it, I'd add like mats to the ground that would open up when the when the turbine starts and when it stops, it just falls down. So like mm. you get to fall on a mat, and what I'd do is I'd create some sort of a vacuum or negative air pressure in there. So. When you're falling, you put other objects in there and everything's falling at the exact same rate. So, you imagine that like mm. on camera, like everyone going in this like indoor sky, even though I'm pretty sure you can only go like one at a time, but you put like apples and oranges and like basketballs in there. You say, all right, sweet, turn off and everything's falling at the exact same rate and you land on this like big fuck off cushion mat. <laughs> nah, it would be, that would be actually absolutely sick. It would be so much fun too, just to like have that free fall effect because it is quite surreal. Um, I mean, the wind flow effect kind of, it's quite loud and it, quite distracting, but um, yeah, it's definitely a weird experience, like seeing your, like, your family members and then just moving upwards towards the other fan, which is also fucking terrifying. Um, yeah, absolutely. Let's, let's do indoor skydiving at one point. Um, Patty, let's start over to you. If you had fuck off money, if you had a big house and as much time in the world, what would you have in that house? I would have a home escalator. <laughs> you still on this point oh, like, yes i am we never release we never released that that was meant to be the original pilot oh yeah idea. we did it okay uh so for those out of the loop uh patty wanted his first question for engineering dads was why is not why are there not escalators in people's houses yeah like I'm, i've always been curious it's like well you know it, it would solve um, like if you're an elderly person and you can't walk up the stairs, you know, put a home escalator in instead of one of those s- slow moving um seats that go up and down mm. stairs. I don't know, I don't, I can't recall what they are called, but you know, put a home escalator in and it's, it's sorted. It does. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we we talked about it. It like the the purpose that you're using it for uh is probably a bit much. Um, there's not enough traffic for it. But if you had unlimited money, we're not here to judge. Um, we're not saying it's the most cost-effective thing to buy. However, um, yeah, that's that's not a bad one. Have you got any other ones, Patty? I do, I do. That, that, that was just a joke one. Yeah, I think. Um, <laughs> yeah. Like a, a roller rink. A roller rink? Jeez, yeah. I haven't seen those for a while. Yeah, like a roller disco rink. That'd be awesome. Like an <laughs> I- is it similar to like an ice rink? Or? It could be. I- uh, I'll be c- to both. <laughs> okay. I got money. I can have both. Yeah, <laughs> yes. why not? Imagine the G- like, electricity G- G- bill to keep a, like a frozen ice rink under your house at all times. Like, my god, that'll be more than the um the frozen cryogenic sleep for Walt <laughs> Disney underneath the Pirates of the Caribbean, right? Like that energy bill would be so high. Mm, yeah, and disguised by taxes. So yeah, it'd be mm. very high. Yeah, tax write off. <laughs> yeah, no, I think it'll be. I think it'll be cool because I think we all. I, I always recall um, going to Skate Plus. I don't mm. know if you guys, you guys. I think Sean might have been old enough. I don't know if you, about you, James, but in uh, Tarrant Point, do you guys remember Skate Plus? I never went. Unfortunately. Nope. Oh, it was the go-to for birthdays in at least at least for my school, and you know you go there, you party, 
you know, you, you party as a 10-year-old, as, like, mm. as, as hard as you can. So basically, chicken nuggets and chips and, yeah, a couple of laps. Drink as much creamy soda and passion, uh, passion oh, as you can. Boy, I'd be bouncing off the wall. <laughs> Get some red cordial in me. Red cordial, can't forget about that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, and it would be really fun because you'd be on your skates, you skate around, you'd be a limbo, and it was just a, it's just a good vibe and mm. time. So, you know, bring that to the home. It's great. That would actually be a lot of fun. I like the this, the roller roller derby kind of uh, idea behind it. Um, I just always imagine it being full of people, and then the people getting clotheslined. Would would you get? Would you be able to capture the same magic if it was just you in there, though? Like, <laughs> I'll I'll happily clothesline myself to capture the magic. <laughs> God damn it! But I also like the ice rink idea. I I like um for those who uh, ever watched hockey, like like proper ice rink hockey. That game is brutal, and seeing how some of the people can like skate at full speed backwards. Is is amazing. I find that really impressive. It's crazy, eh? Hey? As a yeah, half Canadian, yeah. I claim that heritage is my own. <laughs> Look, all, all <laughs> you, you, you claim the heritage, not the skill. Absolutely, yeah. I, I'm I am like a duck on ice. Maybe ducks are good. I don't know, but like I'm not good on ice. <laughs> well, all we're, all we're saying is, if you support our Patreon, we're going to be able to build all these things and put them in the exact same location. Like we're going to own hectares <laughs> of land, and it's going to be called the Engineering Dad's Lair. And all this stuff's going to be. Terrible. I don't think our subscribers are up to that point yet. But um, be, yeah, please, please. So basically, we're asking you to sponsor us so we can build something called Daddy's Farm, and then it <laughs> <laughs> doesn't sound good. That doesn't sound like a place where people want to go. The Daddy's yeah, Farm yeah. sounds like it a does. kinky like ranch. it sounds. <laughs> it sounds very much like a property that Jeffrey Epstein owns. But I no, say Jeffrey Bezos. Uh, no. bit of column A, bit of column B there. I reckon. Yeah, probably him as well. Yeah. He's, oh man, he's too he's too bald to be clean. Mm. But yeah, if you like, hi. Um, if you if you are looking at uh, subscribing to Engineering Dads and providing to the Patreon, and you want to see like eighteen of these attractions in one place with a simple donation of ten million dollars, we can make that happen. We can make this a reality. All it needs is your credit card details, the CSV <laughs> number on the back, and expiry date. We're looking at you, oh, uh, Elon. Elon, hit us up, bro. Yeah. Uh, so. <laughs> I've got, those two obviously are my ideas. I've got some other ones. Mm. My the other one I was thinking of, I was inspired by the attraction an attraction from Abu Dhabi, who are you know, uh, phenomenal. They have phenomenal attractions, but they have one. It's like indoor skiing. I find that so ridiculous in Abu Dhabi. The indoor ski field. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, no. So, but it's an actual mount. Like they've, it's like they've re- they've literally recreated an indoor mountain ski field, and that'll be awesome to have. Maybe, maybe not as like you can't probably have a big one, but you know, get a mountain, put some snow on it, or I don't know, get a massive warehouse. I don't, I, see, th- this is I, I'm the idea. You guys need to come up with like the solution of how we can yeah. achieve yeah, it. Yeah, Paddy, call us Pablo Escobar because they give you a mountain of snow. Oh God. Um, I've no, I've seen no, that not, not a moustache though. Okay, <laughs> I, I've actually seen that the like a bit of video of that ski field. It's like three four hundred meters down, and then like this kitty ramp back up. It's a very ineffective um, like attraction, to be honest. Additionally, too, it's forty five degrees out to keep it that cold, where you need either fake snow or real snow, or to have that kind of like that slide over the the snow, like you do in normal ski field. It's ridiculous. It's a bit over the top. Um, 
I think in that case, I wouldn't build that just because I think for the same price, you could fly to Japan or something or Whistler or Colorado or something like that and ski there where I think the hills would be much longer. It's like kilometers long ski fields. Yeah, very true, very true. But well, I, I like the idea. That's the thing, like with the ski fields, like it's the most of the places you visit now is they're very geotechnically favored as well as being in the right climate where snow falls. Everything underneath the snow is made so the snow fits perfectly on it and you can ski or snowboard down it comfortably. If you're trying to recreate that, it's like trying to rebuild the pyramids. You can't get the geotech parameters right enough, easily enough to be able to recreate a nice snowy mountain. You could try it, but it will never be the, the real deal. Like it's like, I mean, the wave pool, for example, is that's never going to be as good as going to the ocean because it's like fresh water over salt water. You have different buoyancy. You never, as fun as it's going to be, it's never going to be like carving up in the ocean. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. But I mean, like, yeah, recreating some things. Again, if we had unlimited funds and we could do whatever we wanted, then sure. Yeah, let's do that. But if we did have unlimited funds and resources, wouldn't we just build a house next to, you know, like in the Austrian ski fields or something? Oh, could we have a daddy's farm in Australia and a daddy's farm in like Japan and a daddy's farm <laughs> in Whistler? <laughs> could we just have farms everywhere? <laughs> daddy's farm, Austria branch. <laughs> this is a daddy's farm. Welcome. <laughs> That's awful. Oh, jeez. I've started something now. You started something. All right, James, back to you. Give us an idea. Well, those are my two main ideas. But I think something else I'm thinking of like during this is building like some like massive laser tag field, but like mm, a war mm. zone. Not like not like zone three or something. Like I want to build like trenches in this place. I want to build like drones that fly around. You have to avoid these like killer drones that can like laser you. Um, what else? Like underground parts of the laser where you're going down in submarines, like it's literally like a war zone. There's different like rooms and each room yeah. is like a different playing field. Like some rooms is, like fake snow. So it's like Hoth from um, Empire Strikes Back. Um, like you have a jungle theme room. I like, and look, laser tag's really cool, but all the ones I've been to, don't know about you gents, they're just really like basic, mm-hmm. really small rooms. Again, all the money in the world. So I'm just being as optimistic as I possibly can here. I like an idea that um, imagine you ha- were in, like inside a battleship. So it's got like the hull breaches, the tight corridors, yeah. the like long distance where you can shoot someone as they go past. Um, you could build all these little schematics. And again, yeah, unlimited money and and time, I guess. But yeah, this is good. So, so, so something I would love is like having like a space room. So like you ha- you'd be in like a battleship, so, like you were just mentioning, but it's like sort of like anti-gravity or you have like fans in there that are pushing you around the room. So if you fall out of the <laughs> battleship... You just fucked. Like you just get centrifuge to the wall, or you just get flown up to the top of the roof. Like you have no control. You're gone until that round's over. Like you have different levels of like basic intermediate advanced. No, though that was one of mine as well. An anti gravity room. I think that would be their skydiving room. To be perfectly honest, I think that's kind of where that would that would slide into. It's the best simulation of anti gravity. Yeah, I mean, like the best one that we can do safely is to be in the planes where they're in free fall which is effectively the same thing but you don't get that air resistance that kind of blow in your face um you still get that like terminal velocity feel whatever it is but you're not getting the the air um that would simulate like zero gravity in space the best but again that's not a room that we can build (laughs) that's that's a plane (laughs) but imagine if we could just build a massive fuck off elevator and just be like all right this is going to just drop all of a sudden and you're just going to be free falling for the next 30 seconds we'll just go up and down for a while assuming the brakes work (laughs) damn yeah 
But I mean, it's, it's possible to a degree, but it's not the same. Um, having like something that opposes gravity that well isn't um, well discovered. It hasn't been invented or applied. Uh, I mean, what you could do is just wear heaps of magnets and jump over like a, another magnet and just float. And then hopefully it's not an attraction one where it sucks you into it. But yeah, there's a few options. Or just build like a fuck-off tall elevator, like a fuck-off mm. huge like skyscraper. Mm. So you get that terminal velocity at like the 70th, lef- 70th level or something. Yeah, exactly. Ah, oh, that'd be sick. Ah, oh, what else do you build? Okay, I've got an idea. So I've told you that I've wanted to build drones, correct? No. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I can't recall. Never record. Okay, well, I'll tell you now, Patty. I want to build drones, and I want to build big drones, right? I want to build ones which, like, can pick things up and move things around, which could, like, help around moving things around the property and whatnot. But I want to build one called the Magpie, which I think I mentioned was a small one that kind of harassed you like a, a real Magpie does. But I want to build a bigger one where you can fly in it and you sit into it. So one of the rooms I'd like to build is one where you kind of jump into the to the magpie, um, to this flying, very agile drone, and it shoots you out like a like a launcher, like a the the front of a battleship where oh um uh wow what are they called? What are the ships called where you can launch planes off it? Cru- oh god, it's gonna kill me. Like a battleship cruiser, star destroyers. No, that's not it. Um. Aircraft carriers, god damn it, that's the one. Have an aircraft carrier, like, um, steam-powered launcher, so you could fire up the the drone, and then it would shoot you out of the house, at the side of it, So and then you could fly back in, and it, like, lands the magpie in. So you'd have, like, this um, easy-access escape fighter <laughs> fighter plane at all times. <laughs> I think that would be sick. Drone fucking heaven all i can say oh man i just want to fly around to the shops to pick up my milk i think that would be such a flex no well you don't don't want a tesla you want a drone just to take you places i mean the tesla's the current solution but eventually it's going to be like drones drone flights it's going to be everywhere short trips take the drone you know how sick that would be a little drone highway (sighs) oh geez I, i i don't like it but i'll accept it Mm, you'll like it when Uber picks you up in a drone and takes you across the city in five minutes. I promise you that. Uh, I'll find it more creepy than anything, but okay. How is it creepy? It's air flight. <laughs> it's just a small mechanical object flying and sometimes harassing you because Sean designed his one to be the magpie and just swoop down on people. Okay, I, I'm, well, if it's if it's big enough to carry a human, I won't make it swoop because that's terrifying. I will install, like, a bunch of, like, Nerf cannons on the bottom, though, so I can just, like, uh, annoy you, not harass. Uh- <laughs> not going to lie. Yeah, I, hate being, be- I hate being in the surf and then just hearing the... Looking up, and it's just some mm. drone, like, recording. Like, it's like, oh, man, I'm just trying to enjoy the, the sunrise and the sound of waves just pulsing yeah. in and then you just hear it yes especially when knowing us three like us a, a nice fail video will be appearing anytime on youtube <laughs> absolutely i'm surprised because there's drones always near us when we're like surfing someone hasn't been like hey is this you and just us like fucking up or like nose diving into a wave because there's so many that they've already taken no oh, there's there's bound to be some somewhere or this someone's privately holding them so one day like we'll get nice and famous and then suddenly it's like hey sean slides you a a little a floppy disk across oh, the no. table and says i want 10 million they're gonna like weasel it out of our patreon supplies <laughs> no no i wanted to build a wave pool <laughs> son of a bitch now okay i've got another idea yeah 
Shit. Go-kart track. Oh, yes, 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 100%. And the best part is you don't even... That one actually isn't that expensive too because mm. like the outdoor go-kart tracks is just flat gravel. And I went to one in like New Caledonia where it was like four, 500 meter track and just like kind of goes in and out. It's so much fun. And imagine if we could take like an electric go-kart where you got that instant torque and you're like zero to 60 in like a second. And when you're that close to the ground, the go-karts feel so much faster. Oh, that would be sick. Yeah. Either the, I either want that or want some Dodgem cars. Mm. A Dodgem car Dodgem cars. I like, the go, I like the go-karting. Yeah. What would pretty sick is having like go-karting in conjunction with like water skiing. Like what's that um game? I think it was like um a Star Wars pod racer game, but there was like a map where they were in the water. So it'd be like a go-karting but on water instead. No, I'm so- not sure if you know this, but go-karts aren't aren't good in water, James. Yeah, why not just build like a boat or like a jet like mini like a Jet ski version of a go kart. Are you sure you're not thinking about that scene from the movie The Incredibles when the the fast guy dash <laughs> like sprints across the water and it's like like Patty to save the day with a movie reference. Here we go. Boom. That is pretty cool, but no, not directly what I'm referencing. I just like think it'd be sick having like go karts, but also like water carts as well, mini jet skis or something to race. I oh I think I know what you mean because it's like it's. It's sort of like, it's similar to that, but they race through, um, like, they, they have it in South Australia where they kind of race through these lakes and stuff, like, like incredibly fast in, like, small, very powerful dinghies. Yeah, they're like, they're like little pods and they have, like, two big fans on the back of them. So, it, like, punches out air resistance behind it. Oh, right. Sorry, I thought you were saying that you wanted something which was both a go-kart on land and water. Like, they would switch between land and water, not separate. I want them in the same, like, building, just, like, different oh, sections. I'm thinking, one section's, I, like, road, one's, like, water. I'm thinking of, if you, very fun Google, I'm, I'm referring to the Riverland Dingy Derby. Okay. It's, oh, right. And, and they're, like, they're, they're racing, like, it's, like, held over 100 kilometers in the river, like, in the river system in South Australia, and they just kind of go, like, have to go, like, around in circles and circles, like, through... Or and they get like crap. They say crash into trees and stuff. It's, yeah, it, 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 it's very dangerous if you don't do it right. Those crashes look so like intense when They're they brutal. roll They're... and like parts of the boat are flying yes. off and still spinning. That's that's it is a very competitive sport. Mm. Um, yeah, rather rather probably not be at that level, <laughs> just because I know yeah. we're not good drivers. Right. <laughs> I've got three more ideas. Um, to, I'm going to rapid fire two of them because they're just. I thinking about them now. They're cheap. So like, like not well, not cheap, but you know, I right now if we pull our money together, we could probably do it. It's cheap compared to an indoor ski field in Australia. <laughs> I mean, like I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to use words or mince yeah. your words, but yes. Um, batting cage. Oh right, like 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 for baseball, baseball, baseball cricket. Yep. Or giant sized chess uh, setup. Like the oh, Harry Potter fine. Philosopher's Stone one? Yeah, or, you know, just one you might see on a cruise ship or something like that. I, I, th- oh, I like I've, that idea. Yeah. I played with one of those, like, giant chess sets in, in Fiji. They're pretty cool, but something even bigger, like, what you would have is you enter the chess piece, take a lift to the top of it, and it's like you're controlling it with, like, a steering <laughs> wheel. Yeah, but th- then they get to the point where you got to take out another chess piece and then you've got to kill your friend to win the game. I, <laughs> fuck it it's very Harry Potter 1, not going to lie. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's do Jeez. it. 
Or you maybe. just sit on the sideline and control it from How about there? this? We we have it so like maybe we're on like a seven story balcony and we have a, a board a chess board between us, a normal size chess board. And then you look down to the ground and there's a massive chess board and all the chess pieces are there, but they've got guns. And so you move a chess piece on your board upstairs on the seventh floor and the the pieces then move to reflect that and when it takes down another person it just shoots <laughs> it just shoots that piece and pushes <laughs> it off. God. You you'll be going through a whole like you, you really need to invest a lot of money and time in just one chessboard because you'll be mm. destroying it. It's like, all right, round one done. All right, bring in round two. Yeah, and this is like the- 17 <laughs> trucks roll up with all the chess pieces. It's like, bring in the other 30. I think it'd be very cheap. You can just get like a bunch of Roombas in like really like cardboard pieces <laughs> and strap a gun to it. And then you shoot the, the piece on top. The Roomba on the bottom is the same. It's like the Amazon and, uh, warehouse components. It ships and, around. And the Roomba we're talking about is about you know, a hundred meter square kilometer Roomba. <laughs> I'm talking, sm- I'm talking like the chess pieces are the size of a human being, but like, again, oh, okay. no money. Money's not an option. Sorry, not money. Unlimited money. We've got mother load cheat turned on here. Um, yeah. Go for it. An option. Pacific Rim style. <laughs> what is this? Yeah, sounds so yeah, fucked up. Like, this sounds I really like fucked idea. up. It does, it does. But again, if you have no money, if money's not a question, I mean, currently people are spending money to fly to, to like low orbit, which isn't actually achieving anything. It's just a joyride. That's billions and trillions of dollars gone. Fellas, Might as well try and do something which is a bit more fun. Fellas, have you ever heard of, um, I think it's called The Greatest uh, uh, Man's Deadliest Game? I have not. Or Man's Most Dangerous Game? Is that the, the fish fishing? <laughs> No, um, that's, that's that's world's deadliest catch. Sorry, <laughs> never mind. Okay, well, while you search that up, I have an idea which kind of piggybacks James's last two ideas and combines them into one. Right? Okay, um, or maybe it was Patty's idea and James's idea. So the 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 outdoor go karting, correct? That sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. James had the idea of laser tag, laser tag go karting. Oh, like turrets on the top of the go kart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you could take it even further, right? You could recreate. Mario Kart. And so what you could do is you would have little icons on the field where you drive over them. You would then get like on your screen uh, a power-up and that power-up would then interact. Not like you wouldn't actually throw a shell, but you'd be like red shell. Then like 30 seconds later, the person in front of you, their car stops for a sec. Then you overtake. Or like the blue shell, the f- whoever's first has to stop for, like five seconds. Or you could drop bombs behind you or whatnot. And so you could have like a genuine like controller inside the go-kart, which affects the other go-karts. You could recreate Mario Kart at your house. I'm going to put this as an actual idea that I'll do. The other ones are kind of fun. The onsen idea I want to do. But the, the actual Mario Kart with like controller inside it, I want to do that so bad now. <laughs> that's, on, that's on the oh back my of God. my mind. This, that sounds dangerous. <laughs> No, no, no. If it like it doesn't actually like like hurt the other players, it just stops the vehicle. Like it, it means you can't accelerate for five seconds if you get hit by a red shell or a green shell or a blue shell or something like that. All right. Well, I found what I meant to uh, what I was talking about. I, I was talking about um, everything we're talking about. Kind of is reminding me of the most dangerous game, which is a short story by Richard Connell and it's been made into movies and stuff. And it's basically the premise of two people rock up in. Uh, um, are stranded uh, on a deserted island and a wealthy man lives there. Oh, no, and, I know this one. And then they they he explains, oh, I'm a big game hunter, but now I hunt the most 
dangerous animals, which is human. And then like basically it's like a hunting. He just hunts humans and stuff like that. So he hunts these two. Yeah. I feel like we are with how like, or if we had major money, if we, we could do this, 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 it's almost like a prelim to, you know, we'll be so dissatisfied with all these big ideas that we'll get to like something so dangerous. I, I don't think I'm ever going to enjoy the suffering of other humans or breaking me ne- ethics. Me, me yeah, neither, however. I was going to say, ethics case strong. I think, I think we, should, we should obviously always be within ethics, and this, this holds to any single human being on this fucking planet. If you're in Mars, it doesn't matter. But if you're on Earth, you've got you to abide by goddamn ethics. <laughs> and yeah, you, like, Mars. a lot of ideas are dumb and kind of like out there, sure, but we're never going to actually like hurt someone. Obviously, we're never going to hunt nah, people. No, of That's, course not. Yeah, yeah. If someone gets if someone gets hurt in the making of it, oh, that's just oh H and S. Yeah, that, that's when the set that's up the when, HR. That's when the Steve company... stand here. I need to test out the hydro cannon. <laughs> so, Reminds me of Clarence of the Big Les show <laughs> when they God just like it. propel bullets into him. Oh, we need to test this gun. And they like fry his head off with a ray gun, and he just comes back to life. This guy never dies, but he always feels the pain. Yeah, Wait. let's let's not do that level, hey. I just realised that I'm I'm the HR guy of this facility, so that's my job. Yeah, I, I think you're letting it slip, Patty. We almost hunted a man last week. Where were you, <laughs> bro? I was I was too I was too busy doing heroin. I don't know. <laughs> oh, okay, that's all right. Yeah. I'll have to report you to the HR's HR. Um, uh, yeah, but it's well, a good book. That one. I remember reading that back in like primary school, or high school. That was it was really weird. It's very and odd. Uh, it's a very old story. Yeah. All right, James. Let's throw it back to you. Give us another idea. Okay, this is one that I would love to do and it kind of extends from the climate change podcast is like an mm-hmm. AI drone greenhouse. So having like a massive like facility and like different plants and having drones nurture them and scan them and tell you if there's anything wrong or like sick with your plant as well. And I'd grow some uh, pretty cheeky plants in there. <laughs> oh, a bit of cucumber, a bit of tomato, a bit of, the, <laughs> bit of, chi- a bit of chili, a bit of yeah, frangipane. A bit, a bit of zucchini, if you know what I'm saying, boys. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of onset, no. Um, <laughs> But hey, so, I, I didn't say eggplants. Come on. Oh, okay. Sorry, sorry. I get my vegetables and um, sexual innuendos mixed up quite a bit. But no, mm. I like the idea of having a, a greenhouse. Like like we've talked about a lot, um, we're definitely into uh, agriculture, specifically at site or where it's needed the most. Because again, with hydroponics and this new stuff, you can do it anywhere. Might as well do it right where you eat. I really want to do a greenhouse really bad. I don't think you would need drones. I think you could do it where if the plants are stationary, you could have like a rail and a robot moves across the rail and checks each plant. So as long as it's in a long row, it just like slides down, moves things around, takes out weeds, makes sure that the plants are germinating. But yeah, Mm. use the AI to make sure everything's set. That's a good one. The thing with that is like you have plants all packed together and different plants need different moisture, humidity, pH, and like, some plants are going to die in a normal greenhouse. Having a drone that can fly over the top of them rather than moving just in one axis, I'd like to look at it over the top and also longitudinally as well. Why don't we do it like able- a big claw machine then where like it has this one unit which moves around and it can return back to its like hub station and switch out to like a, a planting um, claw or like a, um, I don't know, a scissors claw. So it goes around and like trims the plants when it needs to. Because they've done that with Arduino before. I've seen like... Gar- I think it was called Garduino. A guy built this kind of like 3D printer on top of a 
bed and it would move <laughs> plants say. around it would plant things it would tell you when it's needed picked it would pick them for you and put them in a basket ready to go like a lot of effort into this it just shows you the the extent that you could do with just Arduino but like I think we could probably apply that to a larger scale in a greenhouse it's basically a 3D printer except the filament is just the nutrients yeah except in being a 3D print it's like 3 months <laughs> All it's, got, all it's got to do is like, oh months. yeah, plant um, on position G33Y is sick with high cholesterol. I need to give it this much nutrients <laughs> and then just goes a dose. That would be sick. You know how cool that would be? Having your own uh, hydroponics. Oh man. I- I'm honestly thinking like the ideas that I'm having now aren't good enough. Like I want to think bigger again now that we've kind of breached the realm of possibility. <laughs> I, got, I got an easy idea for you. Mm. A zip line. Absolutely. If you need to get from your one side of the house to the other real quick, zip line. No, I'm just thinking about my house is my specifically because it's on a hill, mm. so I can oh. go from one like the front, the front, uh, the backyard, <laughs> just straight down to to the car. It's like I'm coming. <laughs> this is all to justify the escalator, isn't it? <laughs> so you don't. Yes, need to it walk is. Back yeah. <laughs> She's like, Boys, how could I justify the escalator? <laughs> I must be, I must be high or something, because I can just like imagine that guy. You know, that guy in the surf with like he looks like a Viking, and he just goes, "You," even if it's like a half foot wave. Yeah. I'm just imagining riding a zip line down Paddy Street, just going, "You," yeah. like, fucking flying into someone's house because he just doesn't care. It's just stupid, but it's so fucking cool at the same time. Hmm. I'm more, I'm more likely just run into my like hit my own car every single time, and there'll just be. I'll just rock up to one of your houses like with a giant dent on the side of it. <laughs> like, like my face print is in there. Again, money's no option. I think yeah. I still think my drone would get you there quicker. <laughs> Probably. Probably me walking will get me there quicker. Potentially. Or Uber, yeah. or Uber Steve, for those yeah. who don't know who he is, the crackhead Uber driver. Uh, okay. That that's a bit of an inside joke. We'll we'll hold that one for another episode. That's a good though. Hmm. Um what else can we build, gentlemen? Who's got other ideas? I'm trying to think. Got nothing. There's um oh there's another one I had like I similar to your onset I want to build like an indoor sauna but that's nothing out of the ordinary people already have saunas in their houses yeah agreed um yeah there was um there was something else that I think Patty had the indoor cricket pitch um I wanted to do a giant swing that would be pretty good so so like when Patty mentioned the zipline having like a giant swing but like yeah. over water. Sort of thing. So, you know, not like like the Bridge of Terabithia where you have like a rope that you just like fly into the water. I don't know if, that, if that's the right movie, but anywho. <laughs> yeah, it is. Having like a proper giant swing, it can just like f- propel you into a lake. Mm-hmm. The adrenaline that would you would endure. I saw one where it's a human kind of slingshot. So, what it is, they put this slingshot near the edge of a cliff. You kind of climb into it and they like put f- feathers into it to make you look like a chicken. And then they press the button and it shoots you out over the, the canyon and you kind of fall around for a bit and then activate a parachute and fall down. I wonder if we could kind of s- simulate something similar and have like a human cannon um, near the water that we could shoot ourselves into to really get out to the surf and beat the waves. <laughs> yes. Oh my God. I have a really good idea that as I've, I need to like get off my chest here. Augmented reality gaming. Oh, for sure. So, like, you put VR headsets on and go into this room and it's like you're playing Assassin's Creed or something and, like, the climbing becomes, like, realistic. 
I think I think I don't think you even need a headset. I think make the whole room augmented reality. Like the um and you guys have seen The Mandalorian, right? You've you've both seen that TV show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They use the Unreal Engine and pretty much 99% of that filming is done in a room about five by five meters. And like, Fuck. oh, not five by five. It's a bit bigger than that. Really expensive equipment. But the idea is wherever the camera looks, wherever the camera is, the background will actually change. So for the actors, everything's distorted and moving. But for the camera, it's perfectly centered. And they can get the parallax effect where things that are moving in the background on a on an angle move it slightly different. Um a great example of when this didn't work was in the 1930s, oh, 1970s, 80s, in the Bonds films, where they're driving in a car and the background looks fucked up. It's like a really clear, just a green screen or a gray like, image that they've stuck there. Um, that's, that's a great example of a parallax effect. If you got the, the actual technology behind the, the filming center at the Mandalorian and then just augmented it so it's onto your face instead of onto the camera, everything you see is now in perfect ratio. Everything is perfectly set. And you can still get that kind of augmented reality without the headset. And that's a lot of the discomfort from that headset. Um, just making the entire room, like enter a white room and there's click. You're in, I don't know, Monaco. You're in London. It just clicks and it feels real. I think that's something that we could look at doing. It's a very interesting space. Damn, that's insane. Can we mm. make a crypto version though? <laughs> your your character just, in the AI is a is a crypto token. Actually, maybe we can do it where we can make a virtual racetrack of like fake horses, and each of the horses represents I don't know one of the NFT horse racing that we did before. It's a physical horse that races now, and you just reset the horses; they change speeds and whatnot. Maybe we could have our own racetrack. Yeah, well, all you do is just bring back your prism idea. You go into this AR room, it's like a stadium, mm. and like the racetrack is this like massive prism that's underground, so it looks like 3D horses racing in a racetrack. Oh, that would Again, suck. money is no object. No, nah, but to uh, if money is no object, and we're re- referencing um, your latest idea, James, about a, a possible decked out van combi, right? Why don't we just do a massive tour bus? <laughs> so it's like there's actually like there's like a set there's like three beds in three beds in there, a bar, a bunch of lazy Susan chairs, you know. Like <laughs> Have a, you guys a, seen a, a proper penthouse toilet in there, like like good oh stuff. Have you guys seen the movie Soul Plane? <laughs> I have not. <laughs> it's basically like this guy very very sad start to it so he goes on a plane and like his dog falls out of like the storage and pretty much like dies so he gets compensated like millions and millions of dollars and he goes you know what fuck it i'm gonna start my own airline and he creates his own plane that has like nightclubs on it it's got like mad cocktail bars what else has it got on a patty it's got like strip clubs um it's just got crazy things in it very racist movie as well so like <laughs> it's just back in its day but mm. the concept is amazing you just want like the Tony like- Stark plane from Iron Man 1 where there's like a uh, a pole that comes out of the ground also where the fuck did that pole come from it's a plane like is it like hanging out the back is it in storage do you have to make room for it well no nah. i think i think it's like one of those um you know those old generation lightsabers you know where it's sort of like wraps onto each other like like yeah all oh, right okay that doesn't seem very stable i'll be perfectly honest the structure of that doesn't sound very sound excuse hey me. look as long as no one's like really heavily leaning on it it's a good time <laughs> it's a sh- 
It's a poll for All right, kids, boys. You know what? Let's go even fucking crazier because a podcast is about to end. Let's just like absolutely blast it. Money's no object here. Let's terraform Mars. Terraform every single planet in the solar system. Sorry, I've lost my shit. I, I think we could- th- Let's build a planet. Yeah, yeah. If money was no object, but mat- materials and minerals were, <laughs> maybe. Hmm. Yeah. Well, what we could do is become the next stage of evolution, and the next stage of evolution, based on a interstellar um, kind of approach, was we're currently in like the first stage. The second stage is we build a Dyson sphere around the sun to capture all of its outgoing energy, um, and then use that to fuel. Tr- travel around the space planets that being said i think we should have a different podcast on space because there's so much we can talk about i mean mm. it's fucking space you know how much space is out there a lot like at least five six Very, maybe i have one more idea it's mm. not really that eccentric or out there it may cost a bit but it, i think it's a very good idea yeah sure it, it's i want to build excluding the plot of the story so take that away yeah. from it. I want to build a farm like from Animal Farm. Have you guys heard of that? Have you guys heard of that book before? No. No, oh. you don't have to be. You guys are missing out. So basically Animal Farm's a book by George Orwell and it uh kind of, it's sort of it tells the story of the rise of the Soviet Union but from the point of view of pigs. So like all these big people like Joseph Stalin, Karl Marx, um, uh, you know, um, Molotov, you know, all these great, like all these, you know, Russian politicians are all personified and allegories of pigs and be- the pigs then t- take over the farm. The horses, are, you know, the labor, you know, and all the, and the humans are right. in the neighboring farm are supposed to be, you know, other countries like, you know, if there's Germany and England. Right. Okay. But I want that to be like, a, I want a, like an educational park about like that history that they're talking about because it's a great book to you know learn the school and stuff yeah and if you actually had pigs there and horses and stuff like that it'd be like it, it'll be like an educate historical petting zoo mm. no absolutely i think um i think that actually touches on a point that i wanted to end the podcast on anyways is that a lot of these ideas we're not going to build the Mario Kart idea, I'm absolutely going to build at some point in my life. Um, yeah. <laughs> but the uh, laser tag room, potentially room for that. Um, but I think the, the most important thing that I wanted to note on was that um, a lot of these ideas are great, but they're not good if it's just you having that idea. The idea behind a lot of these is that we would share them. And so for a measly donation of $10 million into the Engineering Dad's <laughs> Patreon account, you too could play Mario Kart in real life. <laughs> Yeah, fucking Bezos, you make a trillion dollars a year. Give us 10 mil. <laughs> okay, let's not demand from our Patreon subscribers. Let's just make it very clear that bad things will happen if they don't. <laughs> no, obviously not. Obviously not. Jeez. This is engineering dads you've been threatened. But the idea behind... No, no, no. But the, the point that I want to do is if a lot of these ideas, obviously, if we ever got to the around to doing them or if we ever got to the opportunity to do them... um. I would love to have times when it would just be open to anyone that wanted to see it or try it out. And I think that's kind of where we're sitting is we've got all this creativity and no kind of funds to do it. Um, But I would love to build something where everyone would like have free access to it and genuinely enjoy it as much as we did uh, building it and then enjoying it ourselves kind of thing. So I want to build something for people kind of thing. I want to make it open, you know? 
like the farm idea. Mm. But yeah, maybe let's let's end the podcast on that note. We'll end it there. If you have any ideas for us or any suggestions for anything in the future, please hit us up on our socials. Um, besides that, have a good day, everyone. See you. See you, everybody.